Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Friday, December 16th, 2022. And our top story today, U.S. small business confidence rebounded in November. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more is Holly Wade with the National Federation of Independent Business. Holly, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Great. Thank you so much for the invitation. This is wonderful. yeah, this is great. And and before we get into, you know, small small business, as you know, is the lifeblood of an, of an economy. Before we get into some of the, uh, the the survey results from November, let's talk about who or what maybe is the National Federation of Independent Business. Who are your members? What do you who do you represent? Uh, let's talk about that for a minute. Sure, absolutely. Um, so the National Federation of Independent Business is the largest small business association, and we represent small firms across the country in all major industries and advocate on their behalf on the issues that are most important to them on a federal and state level. And so we ask our members um, a few times a year, talk, asking them about what their main concerns are, what their main challenges are, in operating their business and and work on their behalf to help advocate for them in alleviating some of those pressures in business operations. I mean, we certainly yeah. understand that they are the, as you said, the backbone of the economy. They are the resilience, the flexibility, the you know driver of innovations for the U.S. economy. And so we want to make sure that they have a wonderful, you know, supportive environment to operate from. And, and thank you for that. I just want to make sure the audience and myself under, understood all that. And let's talk about, uh, it's been a tough several years. Let's just put, put it out there. It's been a tough several years for, for small business in particular, for all business, for Americans, for the world in a lot of different ways. But let's just talk about, uh, we've got the pandemic. Now we've got some market volatility. We've got some inflation. Um, let's talk about these survey results for a second. How, how are small businesses processing all, all of this that's going on, what is their confidence level like um, as of the end of November? Sure. So confidence, unfortunately, is pretty low right now among small business owners for the most part. They are dealing with a lot of headwinds. They've been dealing with a lot of headwinds. And unfortunately, those headwinds have been transitioning and changing kind of underneath their feet as they've operated their business over the last two and a half years. So early on, it was, you know, the shutdown and business restrictions on their activity. And so navigating that was kind of the initial bulk of the challenge. But right now, they're dealing with inflation and staffing shortages. Those are the two big headwinds that most small business owners are telling us are their biggest problems in operating their business. Yeah. Let's talk about inflation a little bit or a lot. I mean, it's like a lot. So it's hard to, it's hard to say, it's hard hard to make it a a small number, but let's talk about that for a second because small businesses have to buy materials. Uh, If you're a restaurant, you have to buy food. If you're a, a construction company or a small construction company, you have to buy materials. The cost of all those things 
have gone up. And then to make just a small profit, uh, Holly, you've got to charge a little bit more to the end user, to the consumer. Uh, it's, it's that inflation is having, and I also minimized uh, gasoline. That has had a significant oh, impact because yes. you have to get from point A to point B to deliver the goods. What's been the impact of inflation? It's been incredibly stressful. The gas price problems earlier this year, or I guess in kind of in the middle of the summer is when it all peaked in June, July. And that was a huge cost pressure for so many businesses. And it related to whether they were delivering goods and services, but also just, you know, if they had um, machinery or if they had, you know, using trucks or vans or other type of vehicles for business purposes, it was really hitting a lot of small business owners' bottom line. And on top of that, restaurants were having a particularly difficult time with food inflation and having to absorb those costs. And we've talked to a lot of business owners who were telling us that over the last year, this is the first time in a while, that they've had to go back and look at their price structure and increase prices across the board to absorb those uh, cost pressures. Unfortunately for small business owners, the initial hit is to their earnings. So we've heard small business owners feeling a lot of pressure and trying to absorb those costs either in kind of reconfiguring business operations, increasing prices, but initially their earnings are what's you know absorbing those initial inflationary pressures. And that's caused a lot of stress among businesses. And, you know, unfortunately, the two kind of go hand in hand in adding to the stress, inflation and staffing shortages. They've had to dedicate a lot more time to business operations that they haven't had to deal with. Um, well, for some of them for decades, you know, we haven't seen this type of environment for a very long time. Yeah, since uh, I was a kid in the 70s and into the me 80s too. when we had double, <laughs> du yeah, well, they, I had hair back then too. <laughs> Let me ask you about the, the labor shortage here because um, a lot of small businesses, I'm in Charlotte, you're in Washington, D.C., you go talk to small business owners. One of the things that I hear is it's hard to find people to work the jobs. Um, and I'm not sure why that is. Maybe you have a, a reason for it. But where, where are we with the labor shortage? Did it improve at all? Are small business owners able to find uh, just, just workers to even work part-time for their shifts? Sure. No, it's still a problem for a lot of small businesses, especially those in the service industry. So restaurants and, and other types of services and retail shops, but also construction, which is kind of an interesting industry demographic for still having shortages for labor because we keep seeing on the news that there's this decline in, you know, um, uh, home sales or, or housing permits, things like that. But there's still so much inventory in the pipeline where they're continuing to look to fill those open positions in a lot of industries um, still. And we haven't we've seen a little bit of easing on that front but not much. I think some of the easing is their anticipation of possibly a recession in the first part of 2023. And so they're kind of scaling back expectations on hiring because for a lot of businesses, compensation is their most um, expensive expense in operating their, 
their business or you know, their highest expense. And so kind of limiting expectations there, but still we've seen still record numbers of small businesses saying that they're trying to fill open positions, that they are not finding the applicants. They're raising compensation for those starting salaries. They're increasing compensation for retention purposes. And so a lot of it, it's a lot for small business owners and trying to manage their business right now. And the staffing shortage is still very much in the picture. And, and you're probably competing a little bit with maybe larger organizations that I, again, I want to get your opinion on this, maybe offer employee benefits, things like health care, a retirement plan, uh, life insurance. Um, how much does that play into attracting uh, someone to a smaller business? Um, I, I like the smaller business and, and having worked in both because it gives you the entrepreneurial opportunity to do a lot of things, wear a lot of hats. It's, it's a lot more fun than doing one or two tasks. But, but how important are things like benefits and in terms of tracking, attracting employees right now? Sure, right now, as you said, it's very competitive. It's competitive with other small business. It's competitive with larger businesses. One of the areas that they do struggle with, as you mentioned, is health insurance because it is so expensive to offer for small firms. And so we've seen, you know, over the last about 20 years, a decline in offer rates among small firms offering health insurance as a benefit because of its cost. And so, you know, when you have a tight labor market, that's certainly going to add to the, you know, competitive issues related to uh, attracting applicants for um, those positions at small firms. But as you mentioned, you know, working for a small firm has its benefits that you just can't find at a larger firm. You're able to see more of kind of the whole business operation, no matter what type of job you have in the firm, where oftentimes in larger firms, you know, you have your task and you do that. But in a small firm, it's very different. And so that is one of the huge benefits and attractive parts of of um, working for a small firm, but some of the benefits and compensations, especially related around health insurance, is a challenge for many in, in offering those benefits and being competitive. Absolutely, it just adds to that expense. Holly, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll explore small business confidence, talk about a potential recession. You're gonna to wanna to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We wanna make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. 
the Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're going to change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare, and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom, and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The tax relief line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. Well, Holly, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate having you stick around for segment number two. Really interesting conversation. Uh, so, Holly, let's talk about um, the recession. And what I found interesting um, in the report is owners are expecting a business, better business environment, but there's still the potential for a recession. We saw the Fed raise interest rates this week, so we know that inflation hasn't necessarily cooled off. There's some headwinds there. But what are the prospects? What do small business owners think about a recession? I know I think pretty negatively about it. Sure. Well, they are, too. Um, when we ask about whether they think business conditions in the next six months are going to improve, get worse, or remain about the same, we find that there are more business owners saying that they anticipate in the next six months conditions deteriorating and getting worse. And so they're thinking that, you know, we're likely going into a recession. The degree to which is one of those that's debated 24 hours in the news and among, you know, those who track these sort of things and look at the economy to kind of forecast what it might look like. 
um, in the, at least in the first half of 2023. And, you know, it's a it's a tricky business trying to figure out how severe this might be, you know, whether it's a soft landing, a hard landing, what the impact will be for small firms. We've been um, certainly kind of surprised by a lot of economic conditions over the last year, especially related to inflation. Certainly some of those folks talking about it got it right, but a lot of a lot of us, you know, didn't anticipate, especially with the high oil prices and gas prices that we experienced um, this summer, how big of an impact that would have on small firms in trying to deal with inflation pressures. Um, but they are anticipating a slowdown in the economy in 2023. They're adjusting business operations accordingly. Um, for instance, you know, easing up on some of those hiring plans that they may have had and, you know, trying to control expenses and costs in their business to brace themselves for what might be to come. Um, but most are anticipating a slowdown in the economy. Um, but again, the degree to which it's kind of anybody's guess where this is going to land. Yeah, well, I forget who it was. The president that said, give me a, uh, an economist with three arms, because they would say, on the other hand, or on the other hand, and maybe it was Truman. He seemed to be very, very quippy. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, and I didn't know the man, obviously. Um, but I heard he's my height. Uh, I think he actually was born on my birthday, by the way. Um, oh, nice. All right. It, yeah, that's pretty actually pretty interesting. Um, let me ask you about in the short term holiday season, uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa. If you don't celebrate, you may exchange gifts. How important is this holiday season? And we've got a lot of consumers running up debt, credit card debt. Maybe take there's some worry that they might take a step back. How important when you look into the next reporting cycle for this data? How important is that holiday season? Um, to the to make or break these uh, smaller businesses. Sure, for a lot of small businesses, this you know kind of the fourth quarter of the year is very important for their bottom line and and revenue to to keep them going through the rest of the year. And so, for a lot of businesses, whether it's restaurant, retail, you know, this time of year is really important. We've seen very strong consumer spending still. So while, as you said, there is this increase in credit card debt. Credit card debt has been at its record low for, you know, the last year and a half as people, you know, received that stimulus money, had a historically high savings rate, and were able to pay down debt. But, you know, we're starting to see that climb up again a little bit, not in, you know, for what most people see as any sort of kind of danger zone or that it might, you know, start, um, uh, consumer spending might start receding a bit. It's still really strong. So, you know, that's where the Federal Reserve is still saying that they're going to increase rates, not as fast as they have or not as high as they have. Um, I should be correct myself, um, but, you know, scaling back a bit, but still increases in the near future to try and tamp down some of that demand out there to get, um, you know, supplies and all of that more in balance so that we can see some relief on the inflation front. Um, but, you know, when looking at retail sales and things like that, for, you know, after Thanksgiving and kind of the spending, um, uh, the high spending times that um, that consumers are out there, it's still really strong and, and small businesses are trying to take advantage of all they can, um, kind of in anticipation of what might be to come in 2023. Yeah, and I always know that 
they always, I think it's called Small Business Saturday, yes. where around the country where people try to support smaller enterprises. Last question, you mentioned about advocacy. Let's talk about, uh, we've got a lame duck conference, co- conference, <laughs> they're in a conference, but they're in the Congress, yep. uh, lame duck Congress. Then we have a brand new Congress starting January 1st. Are there any things, thing that the federal government can do? I know they're working on a continuing resolution on the spending bill. Okay, that's a little above my pay grade, really far above my pay grade. But are the things that the Congress can do today and beginning in January to help mitigate some of these uh, these challenges for small businesses? Sure. So there are a number of things that they could do. Um, you know, for the administration, uh, kind of do no harm, not make it more difficult for small business owners to operate their business. They have a lot of challenges that are just going to have to, you know, kind of work themselves out as far as inflation and staffing shortages, things like that. But to not, you know, add on to the complications and stresses of business owners in operating their business. And for Congress, starting to, you know, gain support for making some of those tax provisions that were in the 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act that are ready to expire in 2025. So the small business, the 20% small business deduction on qualified income and the federal income tax rates that were huge help for small business owners in putting more money back in investing in their business, you know, those provisions are set to expire. And so, you know, getting some momentum to make those permanent going forward so that small business owners have some certainty. We certainly don't want to increase the cost of operating their business. They're struggling right now. And so those are some of the areas that we're focusing on at NFIB um, with this new Congress and in 2023. What about, I, I lied, it's not the last question. This is the last <laughs> question, I promise you, because part, because the executive branch also regulates. So how about yes. regulation? Are there things that, as you were talking, and I'm thinking about the high cost to the small business owner, regulation is a big cost. And I'm not saying we don't need regulation, or I'm not asking if we need regulation. Sure. I know we need some regulation. Sure. But are there areas that perhaps get in the way of some of these small businesses um, thriving? Absolutely. So one of the areas is the determination of independent contractors, not making that um, more difficult to, you know, to to navigate being an independent contractor and working for yourself instead of having to think through, am I going to be in violation of this and have to be an employee? You know, we want we want to make sure that those who want to work for themselves are able to work for themselves in a manner that, you know, is best for them. And we've seen a huge increase in business formations. And so we want to make sure that that environment is supportive of them in trying out their idea in the marketplace. So for a lot of small businesses, it's not the one or two regulations that are most burdensome. It's the volume of regulations that are most burdensome and keeping track and making sure they're compliant and all of the things that they have to do to adjust and just kind of be aware of and the paperwork associated with it. So, you know, kind of the do no harm aspect on the regulatory front, not making it more difficult, not adding to their kind of basket of regulations that they already have to comply with, you know, not making it more difficult would be a huge, huge help for small business out there, you know, dealing with a lot of the other challenges that that they're working through. Yeah, well, Holly, we're going to have to leave it there. Really great conversation. And again, really thought provoking. Hope a lot of people take into account what we're talking about. And hopefully we see some great 
impact to small businesses around the country during 2023. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thank you so much. This has been great. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle wellness, finance, tech, so much more, and all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, we'll visit our website and, of course, all of our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow with a look back at our top segments of the week for BRN Weekly. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.